Uh, thank you so much for that. Really, that was beautiful. And what a great um, message. Um, I'm excited for today. I'm excited to start, <laughs> start this because um, I'm excited for it to be over. I'm really nervous. Uh, this is, <laughs> but, I'm, but I am excited. So thank you all for, for being here today. I'm going to start out my, uh, my talk by saying something kind of bold. Um, so please bear with me and don't judge me too harshly when I say this. Uh, my life is awesome. And uh, yes, I said it. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's awesome. I really, I really believe that. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. You might disagree after we talk for a little bit, but uh, I'm going to tell you why my life is awesome. I'm going to first start out by, um, I'm going to tell you how I grew up. This is one of, one of the main reasons why my life is awesome is because of my family. This is me and my, uh, my siblings and uh, my cute little mom. Um, in the middle, my niece is getting married with her husband. But uh, I grew up in Mesa, Arizona with uh, three brothers and, and four sisters. And dude, it's the best. If you notice, it's, um, I'm going to tell you to play a little game. See if you can figure out the ages between us. We're all super, super close in age. I don't know how my parents did it, but growing up is really fun. There are eight kids, and the gap between the oldest and the, the youngest is seven and a half years. Yeah. So you can imagine what it was like um, growing up. But it's, it's, it's amazing. We love it now. I mean... We're, there's eight kids. We're all in our 40s right now, and it's just, it's so fun. Our kids are all the same ages. You always have someone to, uh, to talk to and hang out with. Uh, my brothers are great. I have amazing brothers. They, um, we do a lot of stuff together. We go to sporting events. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we went to Florida um, for a football game. Uh, we go camping. They're all coming up into town a couple weeks to hang out it's just like we laugh we tell jokes we tell stories it's the greatest thing in the world when you have brothers that just do brother things and we all have the same friends too because again like we went to high school together and like my brother's wife i graduated with and my other brother's wife we graduated the same class so we're all the same age and we just have a blast and then you have my sisters my sisters are amazing um I'm the sixth, and so I have two older sisters and two younger sisters, and they're like my best friends. They, uh, I love hanging out with my brothers. I love hanging out with my sisters even more. Uh, they just take care of me. Even like at this age, they still, they're always looking out for me, always making sure that I am uh, just taken care of. Um, they're literally outside of my wife. My sisters are my best friends. I could just call and talk to them for hours and it's great. There's no beef between anybody. We just get along and, and life is, is really good. So, uh, so yeah, that's one reason why my life is, uh, is awesome. And, um, the, from the, for the strength of youth pamphlet, I love this quote. The family is central to the creator's plan for the eternal destiny of, of his children. I really believe that. And uh, having those kind of uh, family relationships is, is amazing. It's wonderful. All right. The next reason why my life is awesome. You're going to get sick of me uh, saying that, but uh, I'm going to keep saying it is uh, because of my wife. Uh, my wife is amazing. Uh, this is me and Michelle. 
Uh, as was mentioned earlier, we've been married for, uh, for 21 years, and uh, she's awesome. Um, we met when I moved here to Utah, and it's, I stopped being embarrassing a while ago because I don't care, but we, we were married six months after we met. And it was, I know, I always thought I was never going to be that guy. But man, I mean, when you meet someone like that and she's into you, it's like, sweet. It was great. So I, uh, yeah, so we, <laughs> now this part is kind of embarrassing. So when we, uh, we met at work, at, we worked at a gym. So it's almost tempting to say we met at a bar because that's a little less embarrassing than saying you met your wife at the gym. <laughs> but uh, we were working at this gym and my, wife, my wife's a hairstylist and she was working in the salon in this like fancy spa. And uh, it was cool because um, I started noticing her and she'd walk by and every time she walked by, she, she'd smile. And I was like, man, she's into me, this is great. And then I remember this day I was, I was upstairs and there's like this four you can look down. And, uh, and I walked by and I saw her and she, she gave the same smile to everybody. And I was like, dang it, maybe she's not, maybe she's not that into me. And so, uh, but you know, we, uh, we eventually worked up the courage to talk to her. And uh, yeah, and we met and I am a super lucky man. She's amazing. Uh, my whole life, I wanted to marry a return missionary and I was really happy when I found out that she's a return missionary. And uh, I'm not saying that return missionaries make better wives, but I am saying that her mission has made her an amazing wife, if that makes sense. So if you don't serve a mission, don't feel bad like you're a horrible wife. But I'm just saying, like, my wife's mission was great, and I really am, am glad of it. She's a super hard worker. She was raised by two farmers. And uh, that woman will work, uh, outwork me any day of the week. Uh, I remember when we... I was raised in kind of a traditional home where the, the boys do the outside work and the girls do the inside work. And I remember when I met my wife and um, she was like, all right, honey, I'm going to mow the lawn today. And I was like, no, you're not. And she was like, what? And, and she's like eight months pregnant this time. And I'm like, there's no way my eight month pregnant wife is going to mow the lawn while I'm gone. Like, what will the neighbors think? That was my, my first thought. I learned very quickly that she didn't uh, care about that. And she was like, I'm just doing it. No, she's a super hard worker. She, uh, she works, even now, she works like 30 hours a week. And she still, she finds time to, you know, take care of the kids. And uh, she's a runner. She's a weightlifter. Uh, my, my son, who played high school football, has never out-squatted my wife. That's like the claim to fame. It's the greatest thing. And he's never beaten her in an arm wrestle. So... Uh, and it's, it's, I love it. It's awesome. She's, uh, she's amazing. Uh, what I love about my wife the most is she's an amazing mom. Uh, of all the things that she does, she is an incredible mother. I, I don't know of, a, of another mom who loves her kids more than my wife loves our kids. And, uh, and she's just amazing. And one, one reason why my life is awesome is that woman, she loves me. I, I, I still am like, how, how did I get... How did I get so lucky that um, I, I married this amazing, beautiful woman? And I, I, I found this letter. I have to read this. It's so funny. Um, this is from my, my daughter. And uh, she wrote me this letter. I think it was for Father's Day or something. <laughs> oh, no, it was my birthday. <laughs> at the end of the letter, I don't know what this has to do with my birthday. But at the end of the letter, she says, 
Sometimes I wonder how ugly we would be if you weren't married to Mama. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to take that, but I know it's a compliment to how beautiful my wife is. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, so there you go. My, at least my kids recognize that their good looks come from their mom. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm super fortunate to have such an amazing, amazing wife. She's, I've never doubted her, her loyalty to me. I've never doubted how she feels. She just, she takes care of me. So yeah, that's why life is good. Uh, I, I really believe that, that marriage is an amazing part of your happiness in life. Uh, President Hinckley said this, a happy marriage is not so much a matter of romance, although that does help, as it is uh, an anxious concern for the comfort and well-being of one's companion. And that's what I get. My wife, uh, she just, she takes care of me. She's amazing. Uh, in fact, yesterday I went home from work and she was, she was canning apples, you know, bottling apples. You, you know how hard that is? And then uh, she calls me before I got home. She says, oh, by the way, don't eat anything because I made lasagna too. Not only for our family, but for a family in our ward who just had a baby. So in the middle of all doing that, like, anyways, I'm bragging about her because she's amazing. But yeah, my wife is, is awesome. Okay, so there's reason number two why my, my life is awesome is because I have such an amazing wife. And, all right, uh, next reason. Uh, my kids, these are my kids. I have four kids. They're awesome. They're so fun. I love being a dad. Um, for those of you that are dads, you know it. it it's amazing. Uh, my, uh, my kid, I'm so proud. I'm like the proudest dad because my kids are great. Uh, this is my little girl, Daisy. I call her the entertainer. Um, she doesn't have a shy bone in her body. Uh, she just tried out for her school play. And, uh, you guys ever seen Moana? That little hey, hey, that's the part she really wants. <laughs> little hey, hey, I'm like, that fits, you know? She's just, she's just a little ball of energy. She's so fun. Um, yeah, she just, yeah, every time I, I come home, she runs up, she gives me a big hug, and it's like, if you want to know where you are as a dad, just, you can, your kids will tell you when you come home from work, you know, uh, how, you, how you're doing. So that's my little Daisy. She's the entertainer. And then uh, next is, uh, is Desmond. He's the mini-me, man. This kid, he's like my little clone. Um, He's uh, same interest, just funny, funny, goofy kid. Um, finally got a kid that actually looks like me. Um, he's, he's the only one. Uh, but I love this dude. He's just, he's super unique. He does, you know, he does um, sports. He mountain bikes and he does parkour. Who does that? Like he actually trains at a gym doing parkour. It's the coolest thing, man. It's really fun. So that's my little dad. He's a, he's a cool little dude, man. And then... Um, uh, I have to be careful. My wife is, has to remind me that I don't have favorites, but I kind of do have favorites. This is my daughter, Sunny. She's the athlete. Sunny's a beast. I, I showed this to my colleagues, and so I, I figured I'd show you. This is her. She, she plays football, and uh, she's in this league. It's an all-girls football league, and this is like one of the most proud moments of my life. She just intercepts the ball, and I, I'm just going to play it for her. That's really loud. Yeah, that's me. Um, I'm the dad right here. If, um, 
If you, if you know anything about football, you know that when you're holding the down marker, you're supposed to stay put. And uh, I was like 30 yards where I'm not supposed to be. I just couldn't help myself, man. I was so excited. I was my baby girl running for a touchdown. I'm going to go chase her down. And uh, luckily, um, the ref, he was pretty excited, too. He was like, that was the most amazing play. And so he didn't care that I had ran over on the field. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's her. I got to show this. Oh, sorry. This is, uh, she also boxes. And um, it's just, I'm sorry, dude. I got to show you this. This is her first match. We're down to St. George's Fair. And uh, she's in the red. And uh, this is one, again. I got to figure out how to turn. That's way loud. Okay, here we go. I don't know. Okay, this is just, it won't last very long. Ding, ding, first round, and fight's over. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine, as a dad, I'm like on cloud nine, like, there you go. She's terrified. She's so sweet. She had no idea. She thought she killed a girl. Um, now, before you criticize me too much as how could you let your daughter do that, um, this is her coach, Brother Guy Johnson. So it's his fault. He taught her to do that. And, uh, but that's, uh, that's, my, that's my little girl. <laughs> so, um, she's, she's the best, man. I'm a total dad girl and um, girl dad. How do you say that? Is it girl dad? I'm a total girl dad, whatever you say. I love, yeah, I love being a dad to girls. It's amazing. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's my little sonny. She's awesome. And then my, uh, and I do have a missionary. There's a few things in life that bring greater joy than sending a missionary out. Um, this is my, my son as he's, he's serving a mission in Spokane, Washington. Uh, greatest thing ever, man. Seeing the growth that he has had. I absolutely love it. Being a dad, seriously, to a missionary. Like, I don't know. There are a few things that compare to it. Um, just knowing that he's doing what is right and he's, he's thriving. So, uh, so yeah, you want to talk about why life is awesome? This is why it's awesome. Uh, being a dad is, is great. Uh, Elder Faust said this about it. He said, while few human challenges are greater than that of being good parents, few opportunities offer greater potential for joy. For oi. <laughs> for joy. Uh, and it's true. Surely no more important work is to be done in this world than preparing our children to be God-fearing, happy, honorable, and productive. Parents will find no more fulfilling happiness than to have their children honor them and their teachings. There you go. Like, how? Okay, can you blame me? Do you, do you get it? Why? Life is awesome. It's great. I love it. My kids are amazing. Um, in addition to that, I love, I have an amazing job. Uh, I, I've been teaching Institute for 19 years. And in addition to that, I get to do some pretty amazing things uh, on a, in another outside career that I have. Um, I get to do a lot of acting. Um, uh, I've had a chance to participate in the Book of Mormon films. Uh, this is, dude, this is this guy right here. That's Wesley from uh, The Princess Bride. I was in a movie with him. The coolest guy ever. Like, he was so nice and he remembered my name. And sometimes I get to play police officers and which is really fun and you just get to do a lot of cool things i've i've been in i think four or five movies tv shows uh national tv commercials uh from i don't know Rolls rolls to chevy and um, can-am and it's been awesome like it's an amazing career to be able to do this stuff when i do book of more stuff i get my own trailer how cool is that it's like it's awesome. And they feed you. Like, they, call, they literally call me the night before. Hey, what do you want for breakfast tomorrow? 
like, well, I have an omelet with bacon and avocado, please. And I show up and it's there. It's in my trailer. I'm ready to go. It's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And uh, in addition to that, somehow um, BYU TV hired me to host their show. I host a show every week on BYU TV. It's like a dream come true. I meet with uh, general authorities. You name all the presidencies. Um, I ran into uh, Sister Jean Bingham. The, she just got released as the release side president. I ran into her at, a, at the, the Days of 47 parade. She ran up to me and was like, Bah! She gave me a big hug. It was the greatest feeling ever. I was like, this is awesome. But it's amazing. I get to meet a bunch of amazing people. And uh, in addition to that, sometimes I get paid to run on treadmills. And uh, I, I even get paid sometimes to sit in a hot tub with my wife and have them take pictures. Yeah. They set this, they mailed this out to like people all over the place. It's me. That is actually my wife. Sometimes every once in a while, my wife gets to actually be my wife. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Bullfrog Spas, the fallen love sale, $500 rebate. There you go. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's super, super fun. You know, in addition to uh, doing all that kind of stuff, um, I have a, a hobby uh, that I absolutely love. And uh, it's something that I, I don't know, um, I love to work out. I, uh, I love to run. I run marathons, half marathons. I love to lift weights. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't even, I never dread it. I literally go to bed the night before and I think to myself, I cannot wait to go work out tomorrow. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't know where that comes from. I know for a lot of people it's hard. It's not hard for me, man. I just, physical exertion. I will run any race. I'll play any sport. Uh, whatever it is, I just love to do it. I get up every morning at 5 o'clock, and I go to the gym, and I just love it. I, I genuinely look forward to it. And I don't know, I don't know. I never, I just don't even have to try. It's, just, it's, it's ingrained in me uh, to do that. It just, this is just my hobby. Everybody should have a hobby. This is mine. My hobby is I love to, to do uh, fitness stuff. I was really excited to hear a conference talk about this um, from uh, Elder, uh, I think it's George Klebengott. He says, your soul consists of your body and spirit. Feeding the spirit while neglecting the body, which is a temple, usually leads to spiritual dissonance and lowered self-esteem. Hello, Russell M. Nelson has taught that we should regard our body as a temple of our very own and that we should control our diet and exercise for physical fitness. I'm 45 years old and I feel amazing. Um, I can run, I can jump, I can do a bunch of different things. And I really, it, it feels great uh, to be able to, uh, to do those types of things. And so that's why life is awesome. Life is great. I just feel really, really good. Um, so to, uh, there's a very well-known religious philosopher that um, had some wise words that I, I totally echo. He says, my life is good, really good. And uh, I really, he's a religious guy. I mean, I can't help myself. Uh, no, but I really do believe that. I, and I'm okay with that because uh, not to put these two in the same category, but President Monson said this, let us relish life as we live it. Find joy in the journey. So there you go. There's my justification for feeling uh, okay with declaring that my life is awesome. It's okay. You're, we're allowed to, uh, to find joy in the journey. Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves and you think I'm a total narcissist, 
Um, Elder L. Tom Perry said this in a talk one time as he stood up to the pulpit. Aren't these flowers beautiful as they surround this pulpit? Just showing the good and ill in the world, though, they're also loaded with pollen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, there is a lot of joy to be, to be had in life. And uh, at the same time, uh, there's also the, the, the opposite side of that. Uh, Lehi taught this principle beautifully uh, to his sons uh, when he said that there must needs be opposition in all things. And uh, in saying this, he spoke not only of the need for choice and agency, but of the way opposing forces combine to give meaning to righteous choices. Without the taste of bitter in our life experiences, we do not and cannot appreciate the taste of sweet. Without a frame of reference, even the sweet things of life are without meaning and purpose. And um, we get this several times in scriptures. Uh, speaking of Adam and Eve, they had no children, wherefore they would have remained in a state of innocence, having no joy, for they knew no misery. And uh, also in 2 Nephi, men are that they might have joy. So um, we can see that with in life, there's this idea of the reason why we experience joy is because of the misery and the, the things that we experience. And speaking of Ammon, uh, Alma said this, and it is the account of Ammon and his brethren, their journeys in the land of Nephi, their sufferings in the land, their sorrows, their affliction. And then this is interesting and their incomprehensible joy. I just found that interesting that. Um, it's followed, incomprehensible joy is followed, follows their sorrows, their afflictions, their sufferings. Um, I do believe that in life there is a direct correlation to suffering and the amount of joy we experience. And um, we see this, we see this, um, this link between affliction and joy and thinking about um, Adam and Eve, their opposition, they would have remained in a state of, of innocence, having no joy, for they knew no misery. In the scriptures, there's a lot of accounts of this. Well, we see it a lot. Um, if you think about uh, Joseph, uh, who was betrayed, sold into slavery uh, by his own brothers, and uh, only to become second to Pharaoh uh, in all of Egypt. Uh, Ruth. Uh, overcame death of her husband, poverty, being a stranger in a foreign land. Uh, through her lineage came the Savior of the world. Uh, Nephi uh, had to leave his home, had to deal with his knucklehead brothers. And uh, something I think is overlooked is the trauma of taking a life. Um, I imagine there were some, uh, some different things he had to, um, to overcome to become an amazing prophet that he was. Uh, Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, said this, Joseph could not have been perfected, though he had lived a thousand years, if he had received no persecution. If he had lived a thousand years and led his people and preached the gospel without persecution, he would not have been perfected as well as he was at the age of 38 years. Um, I do believe that, that uh, it sharpens you and makes you... Uh, it gives you strength. Elder Uchtdorf, adversity teaches us things we cannot learn otherwise. Adversity helps to develop a depth of character that comes in no other way. Our loving Heavenly Father has set us in a world filled with challenges and trials so that we, through opposition, can learn wisdom, 
become stronger and experience joy. So, you want to know why my life is awesome? It's not because of all those, those wonderful things that I'm dealing with now. Uh, there's a cost that comes with it. So this is me growing up. These are my uh, siblings. We were really, really poor, man. Uh, when I was a kid, we were that family. We were the family that uh, Christmas time, we were the assigned family that everyone pitched in and, and just helped out. We had very little, uh, you know, when you got eight kids, um, my, my dad, the most money my dad ever made was $7 and 50 cents an hour. Uh, he was a truck driver, uh, did odd jobs. And so my siblings and I were close because we, we kind of had to be, uh, we counted on each other. We worked hard. We, um, we saved up to pay bills. Uh, vacations were few and far between. And when they were, we just had to do it do it ourselves and to make matters worse uh my dad passed away when uh the oldest was 17 the youngest was nine and so now you deal with that uh that strengthens you so we're we're really close as a family because we went through hard times uh together as um as little kids um you know and it's uh it you know it it um it, it causes you and forces you to depend on, on one another when you go through, through challenges uh, like that. Um, this is my, my beautiful wife. You guys ever heard the, uh, the phrase, third time to charm? She's my third fiance. Well, I was, uh, before I met Michelle, I, uh, I was engaged twice, and both times they dumped me. Like, how, how awful is that? Man, I felt like the biggest loser. I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? You know, I'm trying my best. And I really didn't know what was going on. I was like, am I doing something wrong? Um, and uh, there was just no reason. But it's hard. And, and both of them, we had dates set. There were rings purchased, pictures taken. Like, we were really close. And so, um, you know, to have that kind of rejection um, is really hard, man. It was really tough. And so when I finally met my wife, I was blown away at how she treated me. I was like, man, she is way into me. Like, it was really amazing to, to think that somebody could, uh, could like, I don't know, want me. So, you know, it was really, it was really cool. Um, so that's why I love being married, man, because it, was, it took me a while uh, to get there. Uh, you know, I talked about my, I love being a dad. Being a dad is the greatest thing ever. Sometimes in life you have those, um, those what might have been's. Yeah, um, I love my kids, they're, they're amazing. And uh, 
in the bio, um, it said that my wife and I, yeah, we're, we're, raising, we're raising four kids. We have six. And um, you, uh, you cherish those moments, you know, because but now what might have been, I got two, two sweet baby girls that I got to, I got to meet and hold for, for just one day, man, it was awesome. So um, you learn to appreciate uh, those things you have when you, when you lose something. That's why I, I cherish every moment of being a dad. I love it, man. It's awesome. And I look forward to the day when I get to get a hold of those, those baby girls again. It's going to be great. Having no joy for the new no misery. That's it right there. You know, I, um, I talk about how much I love the whole acting world. Um, this is your, uh, your magic number right here. One out of ten. That's about, that's about how many jobs I get for the auditions I do. About one out of ten. That's a lot, that's a lot of rejection uh, to deal with. And it's, uh, it's hard. Um, when I, uh, you know, I, I, I get a host come follow up um, a lot of people don't know this they rejected me three times before they actually hired me it was uh, it was the worst man um, I went in for an audition they called back they said no um, and then they hired two hosts and then they ran a couple of seasons they called me back and they said no again they called me back three times they said no and then, and then the lady she called me back the fourth time she goes I know I, I'm really apologize don't hang up but we want to see you one more time and uh, it was hard, man. You have to go through, uh, going through that kind of rejection is, is really, really tough. Um, but I'm so, so grateful for it. I, I, love, I love being able to do those things. But uh, you got to develop a really thick skin um, when you have, when you deal with that much constant rejection. You really appreciate every, every job uh, that you get. Um, I love, you know, talking about working out and doing all those things that I do and all the races. Um, I was calculating. Uh, I've been on the surgery table seven times in my life. And uh, twice I've had to completely hit the reset button um, with year-long recoveries from knee to shoulder to neck, hands, uh, surgeries, both my hands. Uh, I've broken nine bones. I've had stitches. I don't even know how many times. Um, uh, but it's hard. It's hard. I, uh, I spent most of my 30s uh, feeling like I was in my 70s. Um, I have this horrible uh, back condition that I, uh, a few years ago I couldn't even tie my shoes. And uh, that's why I work so hard because I, I hate being laid up. Um, this, is gonna, this is me 80 pounds ago. I grew up a chubby fat kid. And uh, this is right before my mission. I lost 80 pounds on my mission. When, uh, uh, when, I was a, when I was a deacon, I went on a scout outing and we went water skiing and I couldn't get up. I was just short, chubby kid and I had a leader. Uh, I got up, you know how it is, they get frustrated, they can't get you up. And as soon as I got on the boat and my leader 
he, he told me, he said, well, maybe if you lose 50 pounds, you could get up. It was hard, man. When you're, when you're like a little kid and you're super self-conscious and you hear something like that. So I use that, that kind of stuff. Like when I'm, when I'm running my races, I, I think about those moments. I think about being... Um, Just missed opportunities, being, you know, picked on, made fun of. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that happen again. And so, so how do you do it? How do you, uh, how do you do that stuff? It's one thing to to know about opposition and what it can do. Uh, it's another thing to know how to do it. How do you get over that? Brother Richard G. Scott said this: the joy in life, your joy in life, depends upon your trust. And Heavenly Father and His Holy Son, your conviction that their plan of happiness truly can bring you joy. I believe that 100%. Uh, I'm not trying to reinvent the will or anything. I don't have any secrets. Um, I just firmly believe that Jesus is He's the way. And uh, my favorite song growing up was always, I'm trying to be like Jesus. And uh, I was sitting there thinking of different ways that I could express how you, how you overcome to become. And all I could think of was just these words. I love it. I'm trying to be like Jesus. Following his ways. Trying to, to love as he did. And all that I do and say, at times I'm tempted to make a wrong choice. But I try to listen as the still small voice whispers, love one another as Jesus loves you, try to show kindness in all that you do. Be gentle and loving indeed in thought, for these are the things Jesus taught. I'm trying to love my neighbor. I'm learning to serve my friends. I watch for the day of gladness when Jesus will come again. I try to remember the lessons he taught. Then the Holy Spirit enters into my thoughts. That's it. That's the trick. That's, that's, how, you, that's how I did it. I, um, my whole life, I just... I um, I just, I just try to be like him. I try to be kind. I try to be nice. And I focus on, on the big picture and the reality that, that because of him, we can overcome anything. And uh, that's the trick. You focus on the Savior, the little things. You do every day. That's how you get over it. Elder Roque said this, adversity will be a constant or occasional companion for each of us throughout our lives. We cannot avoid it. The only question is how we will react to it. Will our adversities be, a, be stumbling blocks or stepping stones? You have a choice. There's always excuses. I'm not big on excuses. I, um, I tend to just get over it and just go do it. Um, but I, I do know that through, through the Savior, you can, you can overcome, you can do anything. Through my life experiences, they've helped me to understand the importance of having a, of, uh, having a testimony of, of, of God, of the Savior, and, uh, and what he revealed to Joseph Smith and Doctrine and Covenants. Which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tremble because of pain. 
and to bleed at every pore, and to suffer both body and spirit, and would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. Nevertheless, glory be to the Father, and I partook and finished my preparations unto the children of men. Christ suffered more than any of us, and because of that, he is the one who has the ability to, to help and comfort and succor when we need it. And every once in a while, God, God reaches down and uh, he gives you an attaboy. And um, I'm going to read this, um, this, another letter from one of my kids. So when I grew up, when I was growing up, my dad was my greatest fear. Um, he was very abusive physically, emotionally, and, um, and it was hard. I, I didn't like, I was terrified when he came home, and, um, and I was determined that it's not going to be me. I was, uh, you know that song, I'm so glad when daddy comes home? I hated that song, man. <laughs> I'd be sitting in primary and I'd be like dreading. All the kids would be singing, I'm looking around like, what in the world are you talking about? Because I, I was terrified of my dad. I really was. So, you want to know how you're doing? I got this letter from my son for my, one of my birthdays. He said, Dear Dad, you're the best dad I could ever have. Uh, you, so, you support me. You push me. You are nice, loving, caring, thoughtful, and much more. When you're home, everyone's happy. You're my protector. The person that helps me. Um, most, um, most importantly though, you are my dad. I, uh, I have a firm testimony that through Jesus Christ, we can overcome anything and that we be, we can become everything that we were meant to be on this earth. God is good. God is good. Gospel is true. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.